Okay, let's begin. I am Lanice Antoine Shelley, and I'll be your host through constructive, healing-based conversations designed to illuminate the adoptee, parents, and the adoption curious. We center the topics around community, mentorship, leadership, and healing, so you get a multi-dimensional view that is ultimately empowering. These are the voices who could not speak when they were young. Okay, before we get into it, I wanted to share with you some new offerings. We've just partnered with Isaac Edder's company called Identity, who provides adoption consulting and short practical guide pamphlets, a practical guide to transracial adoption and a practical guide to black hair care. As a listener, you get 15% off. Just click the link in the show notes where you can find all references and hot topics that are talked about in each episode. And since you're listening, I just wanted to thank those of you who've rated and reviewed this podcast, because every five-star click helps remind these platforms that our work matters and helps me keep going. So those of you who are getting so much out of these conversations and have taken the 30 seconds to write a positive takeaway, I see you and I thank you. Those who haven't yet, now is the time, my love. Let's talk about it on Instagram after you go ahead and click five stars and write a review. Hi fam, how are you? How is your heart? My heart is good. I know that wasn't very convincing, but it is, it's moving towards good and great after a very unraveling few weeks. I have been buffering quite a bit, I have to admit. For those not familiar with the term buffering, it's when you go into self-preservation mode and it shows up in comfort eating, binging TV, indulging in substances, basically avoiding or numbing yourself from feeling your emotions. For years, I would call this my trying to forget time. In some ways, this can be useful. If you need space to gain perspective from a thing or situation, right? But If you're doing it too much, your feelings become less and less discernible and accessible. It becomes hard to communicate your emotional needs because you no longer are attuned to what they really are. There's a detachment. My main buffering is watching foreign TV. I love Korean TV shows and food contest shows. To get back in alignment... I make sure that I lessen watching TV and stop binging, but I also start my day gently with 15 minutes of chanting, reading, and meditation to just allow myself to look the discomfort in the eye and let it wash over me, really dissect it. What is the root of my discomfort? Where is it coming from? And what was my participation in it? My life is so full right now. It's extremely stressful. And it's a great time in the morning to prime my day for more centered interactions, a feeling of groundedness before the plunge. 
It's weird because I never attributed my need for quiet mornings to anyone until a few years ago. I realized that I learned it from my mom. I'm sure you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> this is Mother's Day weekend. It's a solo episode. It's just me. No one else is coming. Next week, we have a conversation between an adoptee and her adopted mother. But this week, I wanted everyone to feel supported. Those who have relationships with their first mother or second mother or seeking reunification or don't feel as if they have a mother to celebrate. Whatever that means to you, this is what this episode is about. Father's Day has always been wonky for me. Having not been brought up with my father, and only last year did I devote a month to mourning his death that happened when I was a kid. I'm playing catch-up on so many things. My mother, and when I say mother or mom, I'm always referring to my second adopted mother. I have met my birth mother in Haiti, and I remember how foreign it felt kneeling in front of her, bawling my eyes out because I did not understand why she relinquished me. There was a cultural chasm between us. She didn't speak English, and I no longer spoke Creole. I thought that I would feel the primal thread that bound us together, but there was nothing. I thought she'd take me in her arms and with her words fill up all the holes where doubt and grief lay dormant. But there was nothing. We couldn't communicate with words. Her face was stoic, unmoving, as she watched me keen in front of her. It wasn't as if she did not feel anything in that moment. I understand now, today, that she had built a coliseum between myself and her heart, because it was her way of buffering. She had erected this impenetrable wall, not to keep me out, but rather to protect herself from all the ways that she could be harmed by my absence. Now I was here, and that barrier had calcified. She did not know how to remove it. Earlier in the day, my birth mother had taken my arm and with possessive pride hung on to me. I did not feel the electric pulse that I had fantasized would jolt my life into purpose by touching her. It was a stranger's arm around mine. So she did try her way to reach me. I have learned that paying attention to other people's love languages is a real thing that helps untangle and translate what it is people are emotionally needing or saying. I guess her love language was physical touch. Mine has always been quality time. Maybe that's a product of adoption. I want someone to choose to stay with me. Last week in episode 26 with Kevin Barheit, I talked about how I hadn't considered that my mother thought of me every day until last year. My older biological brother told me that she thought of me every single day. I was shocked. Really? Me? Who would think of me every single day? My heart goes soft when I think of it. Someone thinks of me, Lanice. Every day. 
Who am I that they do such a thing? Who am I? I am a daughter, a sister, a beloved. That is who I am. No dividing of families can change that fact. Would I like to see my birth mother again? I would. I truly think I would. I imagine that we wouldn't have much to say unless she's learned English. But I would like to just sit and understand her better. She was a woman in Haiti with very little, who had a dream for me. There was another woman who had a dream for me, my adoptive mother, who I'll refer to as just mom. Even though growing up, I was embarrassed by the stairs when I called her mom in our suburban supermarket, so I called her mare, the French word for mom. I now understand how nurturing rears its head and silently informs aspects of your life. Growing up, my mom would have quiet time each morning, where she'd start her day reading with a cup of coffee. And as a kid, I never understood why the being still part. (laughs) But now I relish it savor and roll in the emptiness of the mornings. Without even knowing it, I guess I have become like my mom. I crave the nothingness where my uncut feelings can drop in and show me who I am. I chant for the people who've pissed me off and meditate on the life I want to co-create. I am no saint, my friends. I am rigorous because my wanting is rigorous and unrelenting. But being quiet allows for everything to catch up and be let go. There's so much we adoptees hold on to that isn't part of our assignment. This Mother's Day, I celebrate all the mothers I have known. My life is a beautiful constellation that has been shaped by each heartbreaking, sweet, flawed, and nurturing encounter of my mother's, all of them. If you want to hear my mother, listen to episode three in the first season. I interview her and my godmother. A few Christmases ago, I gifted my mother a painting with one of my favorite poems by William Butler Yeats. I think this is what both my mothers would say to me if they could speak as one. Had I heavens embroidered cloths Inwrought with golden and silver light, the blue and the dim and the dark cloths of night and light and the half light. I would spread the cloths under your feet, but I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread. On my dreams. One of my all-time favorite pieces. (laughs) Go gently. Another beautiful episode. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to my guest today. If you liked this episode, the best way to support me and this work 
is to write an iTunes review, a five-star review. (laughs) This helps us reach the top of searches and helps more people to find us. And if you personally want to connect, please reach out on Instagram or Facebook. And I have some great resource material on my website at laniceantoinshelly.com. So go on over there too. Until next we meet, go gently and have courage, my love.